0: Everybody, this is Issa Cosette, the producer and host of Issa's Way, your favorite podcast that uplifts amazing people on their journeys. And this week we have a very special guest, the Sierra King, an Atlanta-based artist, photographer, archivist, Curator, her Creative Arts Administration work is dedicated to documenting, preserving, and archiving the work of Black women artists. I've been a fan of her work over the years since she was the lead photo archivist for the Kathleen Cleaver papers, before it was acquired by Emory, as well as developing her family's archives. Currently, she is building and preserving the archives of printmaker Jasmine Williams and director Ebony Blanding. She's constantly teaching us how to document, preserve, an archive by dropping gems online messages from god and as well as helping us build our archives in real time thank you so much for joining me today sierra can you please tell the people a little bit more about yourself and the work you've done to build your archive
1: yeah thank you for that wonderful introduction and <laughs> we're just a reminder of, of who i am i appreciate it yeah i am all of the things i've kind of melded all of my interests into just I wake up and I'm like, how do I want to have this conversation today? And I choose whatever tool that that comes to. So if it's I want to go into the archives or if I want to curate art or if I want to make a photograph, it's like, how do I want to have this conversation today? And I think that is just how I live my life and continue to live my life and be a student of those of those tools so that I can just drop those gems or or daily like happenings to to help other people so I think yeah I'm just in conversation with with a lot of things and it's been really just amazing to see how risk-taking leaping and and going after like just not the norm of what I see like even though I I am studying all these models of black women artists and and women in my family, it's like I'm still creating my own path as I go. Um, so just that like that autonomy of choice. It's like even though you have these paths and, the, and these models in front of you, um, you still are like alive and 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 in your own body to choose your to choose the way that you want to go.
0: Ooh, I love that. I love the risk taking. I love that you're being able to create their past by the women who have influenced you, the women who you're being introduced to while you're looking for these conversations, while you're you know questioning, while you're making that decision. And that's powerful because I think about the way that I wanna live my life. I think about the freedom that we're able to have based off the decisions that our ancestors have made and how you know we moved through that. And when did you realize the impact that Build Your Archive was making, not only in your life, but also the lives of others around you?
1: Yeah, the first, place like I guess kind of like my heart kind of like just stopped and I was like oh man I'm I'm kind of doing something uh was my grandfather I came home and I was like looking through photos and I was doing it on the kitchen table and with my grandmother and we were just doing that and I kind of like packed everything up because you can't leave it on the kitchen table right and so it was his desk is was always on the um the right as you came down the basement and then there was another area that was kind of just like kind of full with things but then the day that i had went down there uh, the area that was kind of like full with things was kind of he made that clear and he had put a desk there and a table and uh, he kind of like set my stuff out on the on the desk and i was like i think he understands what i'm trying to do so it was just like that moment i was like just that simple act of him making a space for me um just was really like okay any i don't really care what anybody else says anymore i know that like he made that space for me to do the work that i was called to do so yeah that was like when i realized that i might be onto something
0: shout out to our grandparents shout out to the ways that they remind us you know and the ways that they open up for us um on this side and the spiritual side right because one that impacted that he had into your life and also in his passing, may his soul rest in peace, right? In the way that you're honoring his life, right? And those confirmations that impacted the work that you're doing and how, you know, you said you recognize that it took you some time to get here and you have so much work to do because in order to be able to, to be able to not only just to be available for Black women, I think your family, you have to take care of yourself, right? And so it made me think of not only are you making space, you're walking in the path that they set for you while making your own and preserving such a strong legacy, but how are you taking care of yourself as well as managing your time between curating your personal archives and developing others?
1: Yeah, I think it's a it's a daily thing, like with anything, um, just really understanding um, energy management over time management, I utilize a couple of, like, apps on my phone, like, if we're getting, like, technology-based. I got really into, like, sleep management (laughs) uh, during December, so uh, just thinking about, like, how much time do I need to sleep, Uh, and then do I need to rise at a certain moment? Do I need to, like, kind of take a nap at another moment? And, like, um, it's this this app called Rise. Uh, That's the name of the app. Um, And so basically, like, it just follows your sleep. Patterns and then it'll tell you, like, okay, at this time, you need for this amount of hours, you need to sleep eight hours, but you also need to like wake up at a certain hour and not like hit your snooze button so that you can have enough energy for the day. Because if you sleep in, that's just going to make you more tired and not like use the energy that you kind of gained while you were sleeping, you know? So just really understanding like the ways of like how my body works is has really been impactful and not ignoring my body um so like between like thinking about sleep um having a routine of going to the gym having a routine about like how I eat gut health has been very important to me like the things I used to be able to eat all week can't do that no more so it's like Uh, Just very mindful of like, okay, what do you feel like today? What does your body feel like? Because I guess also to get into a bit of my personal history, I was diagnosed with uh, Graves disease when I was 12 years old and hyperthyroidism. Um, So basically your thyroid controls all of your functions in your body, your energy levels, fatigue, uh, joint health, everything. It just regulates your entire thing and so like basically I slept through my childhood because I was like so like just tired and everything like that and so managing that um, has just allowed me to like learn different things about going into gut health going into like sleep management um, because that is important because if you don't then I'm not able to get up and do the work that I want to do or I'm not able to like show up for the people I need to show up for and um, I'm not a person that likes to make excuses so (laughs) even in the even in the act of like me like I know I'm tired but I'm still gonna go do this I know I'm like not really feeling my best but I'm still going to do this so I kind of like had to go back and forth between I know I'm tired so rest I know I'm tired so Go eat something, or I know I'm tired, so drink some water. Like putting myself first, but also just understanding that putting that self first allows me to show it in better as better person.
0: Yeah, that is very important because I think there's so much things that we just kind of continue to run on without being able to kind of reflect. And the fact that you are being mindful that you're listening and learning to like learning your body because. For many of the time we haven't been able to really been still, like we followed whatever plans or whatever um, sayings that the school or society uh, tells us to do. But now that you are calling in rest, that you're calling in to think about what is the best ways to heal for yourself so that you can help others, you know, to help preserve their stories. I'm thinking about also the importance of routines <laughs> because that's been like my daily practice over like the past like um, six months because I had like one of those awakening um, moments of just being burnt out, burnt out of just always showing up for other people and not for myself and how that was just not healthy for me. But the more that I made space, for myself, the more that I've been able to be my best self, or no, when I just need to listen to energy, like no, you said no, it's okay. You like you don't have to keep going, and this makes such a difference. And just thinking about like the people who you have to show up and the work that you do, and how you have to document not only others' lives but how you are taking care of yourself. But I'm thinking also about the ways that you're able to work with like Jasmine and Ebony, and like you know, with this whole Kanye documentary that just came out. Like how is going to be important, like the work that you guys are doing as as archiving each other and documenting and preserving each other's and building each other's stories. Like what are two possibly top lessons that you've learned from your fellowship and curating experiences?
1: Yeah, so uh, 2020, 2021, I was in two fellowships, the Bill of Haps Fellowship at Emory University and the uh, Hamish Cross-Pollination Art Lab, and so one fellowship was basically virtual, and the other one was a studio space, and they kind of like overlapped each other, so I was like using the studio space, and I was like in the Bill of Haps Fellowship at the same time, but the thing with the uh, Billups Hatch Fellowship was that like I wasn't able to go to Emory because of the pandemic and so they kept pushing back the date my research dates or my able my dates that are, I was able to like schedule for research and so I had to take a moment back and really just like how do I continue this work uh, without relying on the institution like I, I came to the institution to to research but in the event that I'm not able to how can I still move forward and not have that block because I think a lot of the times in my work previously I've been told no or I wouldn't receive a grant or I wouldn't receive like the the money to have to buy equipment and that would stop me and like I would not make work I would just like be okay I'll just like I'll wait to make it later and so um yeah I was like I can't wait to do the to do what I want to do. So that research made that made me uh, pivot into um, doing the project called Throughline, uh, which is um, looking at me and Jasmine's archive um, as like as I would go into institutional archive and say, okay, where did our our relationship intersect, and how did those intersections affect our um, our work, and so I uh, basically made a visual uh, timeline uh, from Jasmine's parents meeting my parents meeting us growing up and you see like us kind of like growing up in, into young girls in our girlhood and um, up until where we are now and so you can see those those meetings and how we like kind of separated from each other how we uh, came back in high school and how we started documenting each other towards uh, 2016 and how that just changed our work over time and so applying what I wanted to do in the institution and in the academic space to my own archive. It's like I that that's really what kind of pushed me it was like under to really be in study of myself and to really like just propose the the idea that like Yes, we do have these academic archives and institutions that are available to us to research for those past models, but you have an archive that you carry of your own, and um, it may not be as organized. It may not be in a building, it may not have a provenance or a um, finding aid, it may not be online, but you have it. And for you to be able to go back to that, those journals, those photos, um, your grandmothers and grandparents and things, you have it, you just have to uh, be in place to build it and be in place to uh, research it for yourself. And so once I recognize that the power of that, that I can just be in study of myself, um, like, like that really it's like that is really what I had to get obsessed with is like okay you want to study these people you want to study these black women and all these things but you are an, a black woman you are a an artist you are a photographer study yourself and what you've done learn from your past mistakes learn from what your parents gone through learn from why you didn't document yourself during your your middle ages, learn from when you got sick to to how that changed your your energy levels and things like that. So just being in study of myself has just has kind of propelled me into like where I want to go with how I want to build archives for for black women now um and I guess like the the space that was provided at Hambridge when we were able to have that studio at Hambridge was so invaluable because I was able to walk into that studio and I didn't have to pick up my stuff from the kitchen table and pack it up right I could just leave it there and lock the door and come back and when I came back in the morning everything was the same and so just being able to pick up where I left things off and just having ideas and being able to to spread out like it's just so invaluable and being able to have that studio that was my first studio really Um, so just having that experience and and being able to do that um, alongside Jasmine was just just priceless
0: wow you just said my whole life like you just gave me like some inspiration to keep going especially with my afro friend ways i'm writing because my advisor was saying you need to learn to speak to the elite before you speak to your community and i was like i reject that (laughs) like i do (laughs) like i'm not here to speak to them like they've already done that like i feel also like audrey lord like we are not here to teach them you know about us or teach them what to do like they already know like we are not here to like deal with your guilt like our space our time is to be able to deal with these crossings like how you've done with like you know not only just your life where you've been able to document and where you're starting up again but also finding those um, connections and overlapping with Jasmine's life Um, but also just like the impact that we or just sometimes we feel like we need to have this institutional backing or recognition or support to do and when you decide to say no this is mine I think that's powerful and to know that these fellowships and these projects helped you realize like wait let me come back to myself let me study myself let me be able to like take time with this because Every year you're growing, just thinking about how you said it took you four years to write four sentences, right? It takes us time to develop Mm -hmm. our processes. It takes us time to find the people who will support and uplift us, because sometimes we don't have these words. But once we're able to produce the work or do it, regardless if we have the funding, not just to make something, like we have Mm -hmm. to really shine light on ourselves. We have to uplift ourselves. We have to be in place to build, as you said. And I think that's very powerful in the ways that we pivot, the ways that we evolve, the ways that we come back, the ways that we're able to grow without feeling Um, that we're not good enough, you know what I'm saying? Because I think regardless if we still choose to like love what we're doing, we're gonna do it regardless, right? We're in love with um, ourselves. We're in love with that. The fact that we can celebrate our blackness that we're able to talk about in development because I don't feel like I always got to embrace in this, you know, and it took time to be comfortable. It took time to question it. And there's things that I still wrestle with, but I'm grateful that I'm still moving forward. You're still moving forward. You're still making space to build, to learn, to create, and study, and I'm just so grateful for you sharing, you know, some of these gems, some of these experiences that have shaped you, and I know you have a poem to share with us today. I'm excited to hear which one it is.
1: Um, I'm gonna read, uh, Study the Masters by Lucille Clifton, and, uh, yeah, I annotated this, so I can also, um, If you are following me on my newsletter, I can share that as well. Um, So, yeah, study the masters. Like my aunt, Timmy, it was her iron, or one like hers, that smoothed the sheets the master poet slept on, home or hotel, what matters is he lay himself down on her handiwork and dreamed, she dreamed two words, some Cherokee, some Maasai, and some huge in particular as Hope. If you heard her chanting as she ironed, you would understand form and line and discipline and order in America.
0: I just got chills of that. <laughs> And the power of activation and words and like you know just in the daily sometimes we don't realize like our daily actions our daily prayers and like when we're creating things going into the work so thinking about the dreams thinking about the hope that we need to have as we create as we question as we document um that shows what is america or where where is you know puerto rico wherever you are in the world like where are we finding ways to understand that not only are we honoring the masters but we are to the master you know
1: yeah and I I, when you see the annotation you'll realize I'll retweet it but um I when I did the annotation and kind of went through the uh the poem about a couple of times um I mean she gives the answer in the uh the first sentence is like well the question you asked is kind of like who is the masters, right? That Lucille Clifton is is pointing to. And um she points to the to the master in the first um the first sentence is her the master is Aunt Timmy, uh the black woman. Um so she's just calling for us to like to study the black woman and study um what she has done and and kind of um yeah, just the work that, that has been done and and just the repetition, like you said, going into that repetition of a prayer and words and how that, just doing that daily throughout your routines. Basically, Lucille was like, the Black woman is the master.
0: Yes, she is. Yes, we are. Thank you so much for sharing that and holding space for that poem and the Black woman that we uplift and uplift us. Sierra how are you on your way?
1: Oh man, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so much more in a different place than I was when somebody asked me that question last year, um, so I'm just, I, I'm, I'm proud of that, and I think I'm getting out of my own way, um, and just being open to whatever opportunities come my way, and and not being afraid of those, what are was on the other side of those opportunities, like my only responsibility is to say yes or no. Um, and so just being in just a, a a state of being a student as well. Um, like I said, I don't know everything about archiving. I don't know everything about Black women. I don't know everything about what the liberation has for me or or my community, but I just want to be a student and be in that place and and be open to to knowledge. And I think um, doing so that might cause me to like relocate. Um, I'm I'm not afraid of a relocation and travel, um, and so just yeah, I'm I'm getting out of my own way to to be open to all of that.
0: Oh, I'm so happy for you to be able to get out your way. Cause I mean, you've done a lot if you've been in your way. If if that's what you think you've been doing, but I'm excited (laughs) to see what more God has for you, what you have for the world, and how this archive knowledge setting um a great example and setting us all free in a way um that you will be able to inspire you will be able to be poured into and you will know that this preservation will save the lives of many so i just say thank you thank you thank you for sharing your story for creating this work and being in place to do um all that you do
1: thank you (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's been an honor. Um, to all of our wonderful listeners, wherever you are on your way, just know that you are able to build your archive, and Sierra is here to help you. Tell the people where can they connect with you? Where can they support your work at?
1: Um, yeah, uh, it's uh, www.buildyourarchive.com uh, is the website, and it's the same on Instagram, Build Your Archive. Um, If you want to find, I know this will be like in the future, so I'll probably be doing more on, um, it's a Twitter handle that doesn't have anything on it right now, but it says it's IRL time. So in real time uh, is the Twitter handle that I'm going to start using for build your archive, Um, but you can also follow me there at uh, Sierra Chess.
0: Make sure to sign up for her newsletter and make sure to look up for those words of wisdoms. If you're not checking in with God daily, you need to do that. Listen to your body, practice these daily routines, preserve your story and your families. And until next time, y'all be blessed.